Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the back of everything that we've seen online in the last week, I'd be doing myself a disservice to not be talking about it. What we've seen in America is disgusting and the violence, the hatred, the bigotry is something that we need to think about, something that we need to talk about with friends and family. Some of those people are going to want to talk about it. Others won't want to talk about it. But if you want to help do something, if you want to help with social injustice, it starts with a conversation. It starts with learning. It starts with reading and it starts with doing something about it. A lot of us feel hopeless. I feel hopeless and sometimes it feels like we all we can do is bury our head in the sand but that is not the way we should do it I mean online is just clearly obviously the biggest social mobility factor there is and in that sense we can reach out to these organizations and help them get the resources they need for the aims that they're trying to achieve. So here's a list of places that you can Google very easily. It takes 10 seconds. You know you can do it. It's in your hand. Check out these places. If you want to give them a few quid, if you want to give them 50 quid, everything, everything helps. George Floyd Memorial Fund. I Run With Maud. Louisville Community Bail Fund. Black Visions Collective. National Bailout. Transgender Law Center in memory of Tony McDade, Brooklyn Community Bail Fund, North Star Health Collective, Richmond for All, Minnesota Freedom Fund, and Reclaim the Block. There are lots of others. Those are the ones that I've found. This is an awkward thing to talk about. It should be awkward. You might feel like you can't do anything. Well, you can. Not for me. Don't do it because I've said it. Do it because you know that you should. Welcome again to 101 Part-Time Jobs and week 12 of lockdown. This week, I've got Katie Malko, who has announced her new record, Failures. It's her debut full-length. It's coming out the 5th of June, and I have no doubt that it's going to be phenomenal from the singles that she's released. Below this is Fractures, the last track that just came out. So go ahead and check that out immediately after listening to this one. Katie and I caught up the other week and we talked about basically what it's like working in the music industry as well as being on the creative side of it and where those conflicts kind of crash into each other and also give some insight into it. I think a lot of people perhaps listening to this are, are doing the same thing. People who love music so much that they all they really want to do is work in music. And, uh, and I think this caters towards those kinds of people. I know Katie from being a PR. She sends me some amazing new songs to include in my playlist, my weekly column in the iPaper here in England. And yeah, it really struck me that there is a real uniqueness in working full-time in, in, in music as well as doing the creative side of it. And I think, there's, um, I think there's some interesting things to talk about there. So here she is talking about exactly that. Katie Malko, thanks for listening. So as, as you may or may not know, this is a podcast just really specifically about people who play music and what they do in the meantime, currently yeah. or in the past. Yeah. So, I mean, so you're, you're recording and releasing songs now, which you haven't done in a few years. Yes, I am. So what, what, what's, what's happened in the last, in the last sort of 
chunk of three five years for you well i i mean it took it takes me a while to pull things together anyway i think just basically money and time and um i'm probably a bit of a um not perfectionist is the wrong word but i'm i just don't put out everything that that i write i put out like takes me a while to sort of curate those things does that make sense and then um in the meantime obviously I was working I was working full-time and I was working in music as well and that sort of took precedence because I I was on reception at first when so when I did the Terran Ventricles EP a few years ago I was working on reception um at a distributor um and I, I was really frustrated just being on reception I suppose and I was feeling a bit worthless in the day job um and I was like I'm gonna have to focus for a couple of years and like try and get myself into a position I'm happier with job wise like I can't get everything out of playing music on the side because the majority of my time is spent having to do a day job so um so I had to do that um for my own sanity (laughs) um and then that's when I, I, I decided that I, I was at the time writing for a couple of like magazines just for fun as well. Um, like I used to write for golf, Fate paint and stuff like that. And then I decided that that was probably the thing that I enjoyed the most. So I got into doing some PR stuff and I was doing it just for friends labels for a favor and for free for a bit. Um, and learned quite quickly. And, you know, if I felt like that was sort of my calling at the time, um, I'm not sure I feel like that now, but <laughs> um, then I got into that and sort of focused on that for a couple of years and then got to a point where I was like, all right, well, I've done this for a bit and I feel like I could probably go freelance and that would maybe free up some time to incorporate the other parts of my life, i.e. writing and playing and touring and stuff like that because um, I accepted that stuff and sort of had to take a back seat for a, a little while just so I could get off reception. <laughs> mm. Um so that's what I did, and then coronavirus has come along. <laughs> P- PR re- requires um, a lot of contact. So for anyone who's listening here, I know I was definitely confused when I was younger about what a press person did. I knew they were definitely part of the operation of being in a band, but I didn't know exactly what the job was. Um, yeah. Until I until I was you know probably older than I should have been to be honest. But for the sake of anyone who might be listening to this who doesn't know. A press person, basically, if you've got a record or a piece of news, it's this person's job to be the messenger to the magazines, to to radio stations, to anyone who might want to spread the word and share it where fans would read and find out about it. That's their job. Yeah. And also to kind of work with that artist on what their message is and like what, what, what are they trying to say with their work and what is the what is what is um the focal points for for the press to sort of latch on to in terms of the the content of what they've written um and that can be probably the most challenging bit of it I think because artists are often unsure what they want to not unsure what they want to say but unsure what they want people to take away from it despite what it might be about if you see what I mean right because I was thinking about, um, we're watching, me and my partner are watching um, 
Race Across the World, the the TV show. Right. And we were like, we'd, it'd be great to go on that. Maybe like, let's maybe like apply. I think honestly, we'd be quite good at it. We've both done the, the touring thing and, and, you know, kind of figured out our shit on our own at times in our lives. We'd be good at it. And then we quickly realized that everyone on the show has to have a story where they really dig into something quite personal. Yeah. Something that leaves them a bit vulnerable. Yeah. Something that <laughs> can be... Um, uh, slight, you know, I don't want to use the word, but it can be quite, it can seem quite contrived at times. Definitely. And I think this is similar to music, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the hard thing to kind of explain, I think, a lot of the time. It's like, I think people want the music to speak for itself. And I wish that was the way, but people that people listening or reading about it, they need to write something about it. Do you know what I mean? They can't just mm-hmm. explain what it sounds like every time. <laughs> I don't know. If I think for a feature as well, I mean, that would be the shortest feature in the world. <laughs> so you've got a really unique perspective because you're potentially, you know, you, you, you've had to try and get these stories out of other people whilst trying to get these stories out of yourself. Or have you had a PR person trying to get it out of you as Katie Malco, the artist? Yeah, that has been a weird, oh shit, sorry. That has been a really tough thing for me to come to terms with. That like I kind of, you know, I kind of found that hard to do myself. But I'm also, I think, I also know it's important. I did, I did like, I do have a PR that work, that's working the album, but um, like I told them the story and I, it already intrinsically had one anyway. So it was just a case of like how I wanted to tell it in a way that what was most tough about it is that it's a really personal album and the songs are about really personal things and when people know me in a professional sense I think that feels a bit weird to be putting this out into the world and saying exactly what it's about but at the end of the day I'm gonna die one day and I don't really care so (laughs) right you've totally hit the sort of um the funny bone right there haven't you because how it's it's so hard being so completely open um about something so personal it's almost narcissistic yeah it is <laughs> i think it's just, just yeah go on no no you go it, yeah i think it, i think it is a little bit but i guess it's just like well what what's the point in me going to all this trouble and like writing these tunes that are about all these things and then just flopping it out like why why should I do that just because of my day job like when I'm encouraging other artists not to do that like why would I do myself that disservice I just want people to like take away what I want them to take away from it which is you know what it's about so I just felt like I'd be doing myself down to just like be like here's the songs do what you want right but it's easy to take that way out sometimes yeah I think a lot of people do but I think it can be detrimental for them to do that yeah totally I know I did that in in the great cynics years there'd be times where it'd be like oh we've got a record oh let's let's not think about it let's tour you know so you 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 take the you, you take the the not thinking about it because that's just the easy way yeah it's much easier and I've got to say like that's the thing if things are if things are especially personal it can be really hard to sit and speak to strangers about that and especially Mm. when it's really hitting a nerve with you like with you personally but I think that's like where some of the best like music comes from 
So I, I really want to try and be as open as possible about it, I think. That's kind of the decision I took at the start. Um, it could have been I could have been more obscure about things, but I think I don't know what's the point. Even like someone like Bruce Springsteen, like he he writes in characters, and he's never he's always been quite obscure about whether the stories are personal or not. But I don't know. I think I get an inkling that a lot of it is personal, and that he's sort of shrouded it in a larger story to sort of dr- dramatize it. Um. I don't know. That's just my take on it. And then it also still feels really personal, even despite the fact that he's written like characters for his music, if, you, if that makes sense. Or like Sufjan Stevens, like Carrie and Lowell is a really personal album. And it's like everyone, like everyone really like connected to it because it was all about his parents and their life and his life growing up with them and stuff. Love that album. Working in working in PR, you've it kind of relies on your black book of contacts. Yeah, I guess it does. I think, yeah. Is that is that what was your question? That that was, that was it. it. Yeah, I guess it does. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does um, to a point, but I think it's. I honestly think that if you have a really strong story and if we're being honest if you're signed to a label that people follow that's it it almost doesn't matter who's sending it out (laughs) yeah like I think it it can help with stuff that's maybe a little bit tougher like you can sort of if you've got personal relationships with people you can be like I think you'll really like this and here's why um, but at the end of the day, people like I've been on the journalist side of it and you're going to cover what you're going to cover and it's not going to be a favor for anyone at the end of the day. I think that's a bit of a, 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 a myth that surrounds PR. And I think that lots of PRs put out that myth because they want you to hire them because they, you think, oh, they've got the contacts, but everyone's got the same fucking contacts at the end of the day. <laughs> right, right. I, I did a little bit myself and, you know, had some really great luck other places and then um some other places not so and it, it does seem that way and great cynics we employed some prs that were dreadful because right. we thought they'd be good and we forked out more money than we even had yeah and then uh end up not being so because it's it's not just having a good pr person or even having good songs or a message but it's everything around that it's right? everything the hype, yeah the hype already has to kind of be there yeah, yeah, the band the band has to, for for it to gain lots of traction at press, the band has to have a bunch of fans already. They have to be very active. They have to be touring. They probably have to be playing a lot of like um, the sort of up and coming festivals and stuff like, like you know, like Great Escape and Sapphire and all these things. Um, it has to be catching on, and there has to be a thirst for it anyway. I mm. think, and that's kind of like I'm, I kind of feel lucky to know that because it kind of rele- relieved a lot of anxiety and pressure around my own thing because I'm just like well oh sorry I keep knocking the mic I'm just like well it just has to do what it's gonna do like I can't um rely on press for for it to be the thing that grows it and I have a need to put this out anyway because it's what I like to do like Mm. so I can't I think people get really worried about that stuff but I mean you, you can't you can take a horse to water, you know what I mean? But you can't make it drink. It's like you've put, you've got what you've got and you've, you've, you've done what you can do. 
like and it leaves react, you, then that's it. it. It leaves you in a tricky spot because there's no real end to what you could be doing. You know, there's no five five thirty finish to, as a PR. No, as an artist. Oh, I mean, as an artist, yeah, and and, and 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 a PR, I suppose. Yeah, both are in the same situation because there's no there's no real time of the day that you can be like, okay, I've done everything I can do. I mean, no, you're, exactly. you're probably going to, you're going to exhaust yourself, but you could have always done better, right? <laughs> I, I'm mass- I massively struggle with what you've just said. Like I, that's me every day. I'm totally burnt out most of the time because I, PR is never ending. It's like, there's always more people you could be trying. And it's like, once you've really exhausted every single blog that's ever existed and it still isn't working and you've done all this work and you've got nothing to show for it it's the most it's the hardest thing in the world because it's just like well I really believed in this album and this is sort of where we're at with it you know what I mean yeah that can be really tough and it takes up so much brain space and then the same with music because as you say that I feel like since we've been in lockdown um and to be honest like a lot of projects are on hold and I'm doing quite a lot more music because a lot of projects are on hold and because my main income income source has sort of subsided for now as well. Um, all I'm doing is music stuff and I'm still burnt out. Mm. <laughs> I thought yeah. I would try to take this time to get back to like come alive again and like wake up and have my t- free time back, maybe read a bloody book or something, but it's just not happening. I just feel like I've got so much to do all the time I haven't had still haven't had a second to just like watch a film I was watching Star Wars last night and I was packing up t-shirt orders and I bet I missed half the film <laughs> this is it <laughs> and and the, the the amount of things that you'd like to do with your friends or otherwise that um can be compromised by your by your own um self self-belief or determination what do you mean like socializing yeah in normal and time? being on your phone all the time when you're trying to fucking approve artwork yeah know? like I've been doing a recording project um at the, um while I've been doing this as well and like yeah like people all my different friendship groups are trying to do house party and zoom all the time and I'm like I really should because I really should have some human interaction or I might lose my mind but at the same time I'm like oh my god go away I've got so much to do (laughs) we all have our own relationships with the music industry and whether that kind of magic you know that kind of that kind of real excitement of it that I know you know a lot of a lot of us have had since we were younger and still do have sometimes does that deplete for you across whilst also while being a PR but also being an artist to be honest no it doesn't deplete and I think that's what keeps me doing it like I think the only reason I still do all these things or that I do do all these things is because at the end of the day as much as it exhausts me I do love it it's the only thing that like I feel it's the only thing I've ever just sort of it's just been endless I've been into it all my life and I've never even you know, I have these moments where I'm like, I should switch. I should just go and work in a different field altogether. And then I'm just like, I get, it just pulls me back every time. I just can't because I just, for some reason, really 
like get a lot out of it that I can't really quantify certainly not money but like just um a sense of satisfaction when things come together is bigger than I think it would be in an industry I didn't care about does that make sense absolutely I just didn't want to interrupt because I because I think that's wonderful I, I I have that to such extremes that I mean, I had this with this podcast yesterday or a few days ago where I've just got more listens than I thought I would have done. Yeah. I thought I would have got. And and like, I was buzzing for like a day. That's wicked, and, yeah. And then the next day, I feel worse than I felt before. Why? <laughs> because, <laughs> because you'd had that lift. And it's like, you know, it's like the come down from that. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and that's a struggle for my friends and my partner and my family because I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, feel, I feel really pent up because like something really sick happened something really cool happened yesterday and today has just been another normal day again <laughs> yeah I know exactly what you what you mean it's such a weird feeling and I guess people must have this in other industries but I suppose what what is different about music is that it goes back to everything we were saying a minute ago about it being personal, about that a lot of, if you're a musician, a lot of it is an emotional catharsis or it's like an expression of your true self and mm. everything that comes along with it, it feels like you're so tied to it as a person and it makes up all of your self-worth that, that it's like a, it's a proper roller coaster. And I feel like that in my professional life and in well in every aspect of my life because all my life is music everything I do is music that I I feel like I don't know who I am if that goes and that's really scary (laughs) yeah but also makes it so much such a big uh, high when things are high it's a huge high but it feels like freaking drugs or something it's like yeah and it's like the next thing that if things aren't great then they're really not great you know Mm -hmm. it's so sweet because when something good happens you've created that yeah and because your self-worth is so tied to it it feels massive I think do you think so I mean I'm in exactly the same position as you I was about to start a job but now I don't have a job really (laughs) I don't have have an income but no but it's cool cool because look everyone's in this situation I'm not I'm not moaning about it it's all good yeah um what it does make me think is you and I are very similar in the way that we've we probably we think on the spot about jobs like any kind of any like anyone who who wants to do music does there's no real five-year plan or anything like that is that something that you force yourself to learn to do or do you feel like you kind of had that as a late teenager coming out of school um what the acceptance that there's not a long-term sort of plan exactly that acceptance that you don't know what you're going to be doing in three weeks time I think that I I think this this is bizarre because I've had anxiety about that for my whole life I think and it's a lot of ways it's a thing that's propelled me forward but it's also held me back in lots of ways um in in that like for I think for reasons like I said like I'd I'm not sure how much I believed in myself musically. So I was really worried about having a steady job and like trying to sort that out. And I kind of wish I just gave it my all back when I was, you know, when I was at school, like late sort of teens, early twenties, when I could have just, just done 
my music sort of thing and worked at the pub like I wish I'd really pushed myself then rather than being like I have to be earning money I have to be steady um and then trying to fucking juggle a million things which is the position I'm in now but at the end of the day I've made those decisions and it hasn't been harmful it's been life-changing and character building and I think in the end it's, uh, it's it's something that you don't really accept that you uh, got a five-year plan and this whole coronavirus thing is the first time I've been like well fuck it I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen no one does um and yeah I don't have anything like planned in the future the upcoming future but it's made me have to live in the present moment a little bit which has been probably a really good thing for me I think I think I'm always thinking about what comes next and worrying about it as well and this is the first time that it's felt like not a race because everyone's in the same boat and we can just and I've just been able to focus on what I do like at home like on my own without that worry for a bit although I'm exhausted because I'm doing so much I'm just like for the first time it's free of that anxiety and that's so nice (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It might come back when we're back to normal, though. I think it's all too often you spend your time doing something like working in the in the job for, you know, six months or a couple of years. And at some point during that, you're like, fuck, I've wasted so much time. I could have made a record by now. Exactly. And, and no matter what direction you go in, it's like if, it's like when you go traveling, right? Or, I, you know, traveling. Remember travel. I've got my finger quote marks up here. <laughs> when when you go when you go what down one road and you find a hostel to stay down there and you just it's on your mind what if you went down the other road and found a fucking sick party or something yeah you know like there's always that on your mind you always feel like you could have wasted some time I think yeah I guess life is full of those weird prong two prong moments uh fork in the road moments aren't they and tuning pegs yeah <laughs> and it's like figuring out and you just have to do the best of what you've got at the time with the information you had <laughs> yeah and hope for the best and things will you know I think that it's we all worry about our age and stuff and we're like oh I sh- when I should have done all this when I was 18 and it's like well why I wasn't making my best music when I was 18 I was making Christian rock mate <laughs> <laughs> that's a line from wedding crashes you know Katie Christopher Walken says you just gotta you know make decisions with the information you have at hand you are joking i've only seen that film once and i've taken some life <laughs> life lessons from it from wedding that's matches. christopher walken that's it <laughs> that's quite amazing actually because i was like i'm really coming up with some gold here where did that come from this is some like real life shit I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side Running around like a blue-ass fly I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate If you dig 101 part-time jobs, you can review it. Can you give it five stars, please? Yeah, nice one. Cheers. That's on iTunes or wherever, really. I won't pry. Cheers. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. 
My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.